Onus Playhouse presents Serene Dominic Gets Played with your host Serene Dominic and Steve Asetta. Hey, this is Serene Dominic welcoming you to our third installment. Hey, this is Serene Dominic and we're at the uh, fourth and final chapter in our overview of 24 originals happening now for Serene Dominic Gets Played, Onus Playhouse. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is where the, well, the Cuckoo for Cocoa Pop tracks wind up. <laughs> As they do on most double albums, you know. They usually put the things that people, you know, may not have the patience for at the end of that. It's, you know, like, uh, of course, like Revolution Number no. 9 and Good Night on the White Album. You know, you just have that feeling of well, what happened. You feel like the, you know, the Beatles checked out, uh, or at least the other three Beatles checked out. You know, uh, yeah, it just uh, or George Martin checked out more and more likely. Uh, you know, or like Sad Eyed Lady of the Lowlands. You know, maybe somebody doesn't want to sit through a 12-minute song. Um, yeah. So, but uh, this album, and so so for 24 originals, you know. It, it, it's it's natural that you would program the weirdest stuff at the end of this one. So probably the weirdest thing on there is um, "Please Stand By," where you know we experience operating difficulties for two minutes in the record, <laughs> and I had my friend Russ Walton intoning, you know, that we're experiencing operating difficulties, uh, and uh, I I go into explaining that my trepidation as a kid anytime that would happen. Uh, so that's kind of like number nine because you keep having this disembodied voice telling you to please, please stand by, you know, you know, you never really even notice the announcer on TV until shit like that happens. So, uh, well, there's other weird things too, like, uh, real, real revolting, which was a, a song that I wrote when I was 17. Uh, I just took it while, while I was doing this album, I was just like, the, the beauty of having to come up with 24 songs is, like, you don't filter a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you just go with it and just see how far it goes. And sometimes they were, you know, you were really pleasantly surprised. I don't think there's anything really bad on this thing. I mean, I think maybe some of the vocal uh, ideas don't carry through too well. But, uh, anyway, uh I should also note that the uh, picture that you'll see on on the uh, the artwork for this episode is a picture of me uh, in a smoking jacket with a with a pipe that was used. Uh, uh, I borrowed the smoking jacket from Brian Smith of the Beat Angels. That was used uh, when I was writing a column for Phoenix New Times Online, which was a snob's guide to rock. So I used that picture for. For, for about maybe a year and a half or two years and a half. And then I brought it back to use as the um, the um, the photo of me on, on the on the cover on the back cover of uh, 24 originals, you know because I'm supposed to be presenting 24 of these acts, you know uh, kind of like the turtles presented the Battle of the bands. you know it's, it's pretty you know it has its roots in that. But what happened was that photo, took on a life of its own i was using it a lot for a while and it would turn up in google searches as like number two sometimes it turned up in number one of uh, snob pictures 
But what was happening was a lot of conservatives or far right uh, uh, lib liberal bashers we would use that on their little diatribes. You know, they would use that as a meme, and uh, I don't. You know, it it didn't feel really good to be used as a meme for you know um, all this hate. But now that it's uh, now that it doesn't even show up anymore, I'm kind of sad. <laughs> you know, I was I was up, I was up on top. You know. Now it's top snob of the world, you hear me? But now it's now it doesn't come up, which is probably as it should be, because you know, now it just restores me to lowly music critic of of my own work. <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, maybe maybe uh, you you'll you'll find the Leonard Prithgar and Ellen yourself as you listen to some of these tracks. I I don't really think there's a a really awful track on the bunch, so. Um, Sit back and enjoy as uh, we uh, reconvene at Steve's house with his little dog, Nino. And uh, we go over 24 Originals happening now. We start out with the, the first track on the side four, uh, which is unique because it's uh, a track where somebody from the Netherlands called Monopoly provided the whole musical track. I mean, I wrote a song... I, I gave it to him and said, hey, why don't you do a tech, can you do a techno version of this? And he did. He came up with the whole track, which uh, is amazing. So here we go. So now we go to side four. Here's where, we, where things get can get a little dodgy. Um, this song... It's like that whole jam record from the uh, George Harrison, All Things Must Pass. Um, yeah, I don't know. The fourth side of... Uh, well, yeah, yeah. the fourth <laughs> side of any double album is usually, is, is usually as, you know... It, 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 it Moby Grape, I think there was a big throwaway with Moby Grape. Was it the only Yeah, they had a, a... Three sides or something? Well, they had a side, yeah, and then they had a side that played at 78 or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, this song, this um, there was a guy, I forgot where he's from, Scandinavia, who did the entire track. Like, I wrote this song... Uh, actually, it was a song that MBE used to do because it was a very beatly track. But instead of doing it as a beatly track, we did it as this um, kind of um, um, '80s pop. And an actual Scandinavian played this plays on this. Yes. Um, now the uh, so so yeah so like I didn't do any I didn't record any instruments at all on this track. This track was totally uh, furnished by uh, a guy who went by the name of Monopoly. Um, no, let's see who's the artist on this. Oh, <laughs> the artist on this was. World-renowned hairstylist, Mr. Catherine. <laughs> he had millions of coiffure fanatics around the world, a client book filled with movers and shakers who would sit still long enough for him to apply his modest, mightest touch to the, their hair follicles. But was that any reason at all to offer him a record contract? Yes. Well, Monty Rock III, for Christ's sake. Mo was Monty Rock III a hairdresser? Yes, he was. Okay. All right, well... And uh, he really, he really didn't have as much of a singing voice 
So who Bonnie Rock the Third? No, uh, Mr. Catherine, or as he's known as Mr. Catherine to you. Well, neither did Bonnie Rock the Third. Yeah, but uh, uh, I think uh, so. He uh, he whispered. He kind of had a whispery voice, so they just overdubbed his whispering voice. So the song is called "Lies About the World." Faith in human guidance, no, oh boy. I regress back to a time that I destroyed, a time where all my energies were fired by a girl who made me glad I never had to lie about. Good job with this track, and I. The only thing I have a problem. I mean, the vocals are just awful on this. Yeah, I think I think this is one of those songs where the concept of him being a whispering hairdresser just well, kind of sinks. Wait a minute, you, do, you you didn't did you, you sang this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm singing on that. That's me, but I in trying to be this character, I don't think served the recording very well, and I think that's one of the duds on this record. For me, anyway. Um, the next song, but but I mean, it's a great. I, I think I think the Human Torch could take that track and maybe just sing it normally, and it would probably be better than. Well, I'll have to try that. Better than you know, just get all of the vocals. Track is really problematic on this. Um, so that would be one I would 
run over the erase. <laughs> it's just the vocals. Um, all right, the next song is called Queensberry Rules, and it's it it's what you think it is. It's a song which explains the Queensberry Rules of fighting. <laughs> who's, who's the group? Um, the group was um, Watson Watson the Telly, Watson the Telly. Um, <laughs> and uh, now this is an interest. This song had an interesting directive. When when I was listing the types of music, you know, for John, 24 genres, right. I put steampunk. You know, at the time, I, I, I was under the impression that steampunk had a music, uh, a sound, but it, it, it doesn't have it. It's, it's a, a fashion. Right. It, it doesn't have any musical correlation. So I wrote a song that I thought would be really steampunk. And, uh, you know, and just, I thought Elizabethan, you know, Victorian, uh, fighting rules, you know, would, 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 would serve, serve that purpose. So that's why we have Watson the Telly. Ah, Watson the Telly. Okay. Yeah. Is it a group or a solo artist? Well, a solo artist, you know, but it's a very group sounding song. And I'll tell you what group I think it sounds like. As previously stated... With his toes off of 
I don't know. Do you think it's, it sounds steampunky enough? <laughs> I, that's what I imagine steampunk would sound like. It sounds like wings or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that so much. It's it's an enjoyable tune. But riveting lyrics. Well, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> should if 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 uh, a man is on the ropes and his toes aren't touching the ground, that man should be considered you know disqualified or whatever. Uh, it's, it's pretty nice. Also, the fight the fight sound effects I took from a movie where Sherlock Holmes is. Gets into a bar fight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. the, the new Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. The Robert Downey Jr. No, 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 no. It was really? some British uh, Not, TV drama. Oh. So I don't know where where they, you know, where they got that. Okay, the next song is called I Throb. Um, and uh, this is about um, when I... I when I, the, the, when I had a job that had really great insurance, yes, the, for the first time, I had this like throbbing um, um, eyelid, and I was like, I went to to get uh, get it tested, and uh, the guy was like, well, it's, the, 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 the doctor was well, it's probably nothing, but uh, we're gonna do some MRI scans to make sure it's not a brain tumor or an ocular uh, hemorrhage or something. Yeah. You know, and like yeah, so they did all, this whole battery of tests, and basically it was just that I was I was, you know, burning the candle at both ends and not sleeping enough, you know. And they, they didn't even you know they didn't even come up to that conclusion. I came up to that conclusion. So yeah, I, they just wanted to spend some money on. Yeah, that. they just wanted to just run up burn the bills. through your insurance. Yeah, so this is um it was called uh the the band is called Land Gnome. <laughs> and this is uh this is my attempt at progressive rock and the uh the drummer of a very progressive rock band I found an isolated track uh of his drumming and I wrote a song on top of it I wrote this song on top of it so uh I don't know if you you can tell who the drummer is but oh well, I won't because it'll get us into trouble <laughs>
120 cycles per second And that's called an I think the the, the 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 backstory was that they edited this down from a 16 minute <laughs> song for the 45 for the 45 of I Throb yeah the next song is uh, Strength Was Always Your Weakness which we featured in last week's uh, Human Torch floor show this is another uh, one of the two songs I wrote with Ed Masley and this was uh, uh, this was by um since since uh, Ed's band is called the Breakup Society, we made uh, this group the Makeup Sect. The Makeup Sect, <laughs> and they were uh, they were uh, Stones copyists. Uh, so you'll hear a lot of things like fuzz bass and uh, um, you know drawling lyrics. Men, uh, recorders. No, <laughs> wasn't no recorders, no sitars. No, no sitars, no, just the fuzz bass. Uh, no xylophones. Organ. I recall the first time that I saw you. You had your hair lit up so high. Now after all the pain you've gone. I guess somebody must have hurt you Somebody really messed up your mind You don't like talking about your virtue You think you left it all behind But Let it slip away A little tremble in your love I'm gonna give you secrets away I recall the last time that I saw You'd barely look me in the eye Looking like you thought I might decline you As though I never even tried But strength was always a weakness 
So the Breakup Society actually recorded that uh, for their uh, last album. Um, and, uh, man, Ed took out one chord that really bothers me. <laughs> it's like, why did, why did you take that one chord out? Well, that's and, interesting. And, and they wrote, he wrote like a whole different chorus to it. Uh, it's a really good song. It's also called Strength is Always Your Weakness. So. Yeah, I, that one chord business is disturbing. Oh, yeah? What do you mean? Well, so... Okay, next. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that chord, it's like you could have kept that and made that version even better, but what do I know? Yeah, that's something you just never know what people hear. Here we go. So next one is... Please stand by. Now this... <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but anytime when I was a kid and I would see uh, that a, a station was... was uh, In distress. In distress and experiencing operating difficulties, uh, I was always like... I was always worried that something terrible was happening, you know, in the while world. I was, yeah, uh, and why nuclear, I wasn't seeing, yeah, nuclear blast. yeah, then I maybe wasn't going to finish seeing the Flintstones, you know, <laughs> that's, that was the extent of my worry, but it was always disturbing, and I don't know if you noticed it, sometimes, like, certain stations would play, like, they just put on an album side, and I remember one time, it was going off, like, 15 minutes of, of operating difficulties and they put on the best of Henry Mancini and it started off do 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 baby yeah. elephant walk yeah and pretty much like three or four tracks in it was like experiment and terror you know so like it was really disturbing so that's what get, is the idea behind this song I got my friend Russ Walton who was announcer uh, Jack of All Pipes uh, he's the guy that announces the yes. Emma Torch uh he did he did the announcements for this please stand by and um um i should say the track that is this was supposed to be was i was supposed to do like an easy listening song like bread but well, I, yeah it sort of sounds like that yeah but but what was happening was i was falling asleep so i fell asleep um like while i was laying down a a, a string track to it and or, or I, and and it just took on this really sinister turn when I woke up and played back what I was my, <laughs> my fingers where my fingers had landed on the guitar and on the keyboards. It's like it, it was just this sinister sounding song. So that's what gave me the idea to do a please stand by. And who's the artist here? Uh, the artist is Russ Walton, <laughs> the announcer. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the artist. <laughs>
So, in actuality, you know, you know what that this, you know what that sort of reminds me of. What? Although it's not, it's it it, you know, all those Joe Beam uh, records. I mean, it's not played well. I mean, it's really sloppy. But I mean, you, you know, like when they they would do uh, you know like samba things, but the strings come in. Klaus Ogerman. Yeah, like yeah, it'd be like 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 how insensitive, you know. Um, but yeah, that's just I don't know. That song is just just makes me want to punch somebody after I listen to that. <laughs> I know. I think it has triads in it or something. Is there some sort of a chord progression that's like illegal because it incites me? Tritones. Yeah, tritones. Yeah, I don't think it has tritones. No, it's just trite. <laughs> trite, the trite tones. Yeah. So I think um, I'm surprised this recording had has the. The ending, we usually cut off, I, I remember on this, originally when I did it, I cut off the last chord and it just goes into the last song, you know, as they do it, they gracefully just, okay, the Flintstones are back, you know, Shh. so, uh, yeah, that's, that's an idea, yeah, that's really what, how it should end, uh, and then the last song on the album is uh, Real Revolting, which was a punk rock song that I wrote when I was 17, but I didn't have any... See, that was a good thing about this story, is, is I had an, I found a notebook that had a bunch of old songs, and I took a bunch of ideas from there. And there was this song, that I was trying to write a punk rock song when I was 17, and it was, you know, about, you know, how the prices of toothpaste are going up or something, you know, <laughs> just like, like I had nothing to revolt against, but I wanted to be really revolting, so... So there, I, I, I wrote the Wait, it was like, I was trying to write uh, my idea of, 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 this was my idea of what a punk song, like, kind of like the Stooges or something was like, so. Oh, uh, the band is called, oh, The Evolution 4. <laughs> it's, it's more like a Nuggets track than anything else. Yeah. You know, like a garage band. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really noisy, and that's a noisy way to take us out of the record. All right. Revolutionary new brother I'm a supermarket chair It's gonna make you feel wider Proud about yourself Security guy. 
There you have it, the virtual last gasps of 24 originals happening now. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that last track, uh, you know, uh, there's like a lot of maniacal laughing, you know, which, uh, you know, if you're in the, in the studio with a band, I mean, you could do that. So, I mean, it's kind of weird to have to insert that stuff, but it was crazy. It was crazy recording that song. I, one time when I interviewed Mitch Ryder, uh, I he, he I asked him, you know, what was it like? Like, what was it like recording songs like uh, "Socket to Me"? I mean, that sounds like everybody in the studio is crazy. And he said that um, Bob Cruz, the producer, was was mincing around like the 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 uh, like Mardi Gras queen. <laughs> I mean, it sounds crazy and you're hearing people whooping and hollering, and uh, um, it's really annoying when you when you have a version of it where you don't hear the the whooping and hollering. Those all become part of the song, and that's kind of what a uh, kind of what real revol- a real revolting wound up being. Um, very very noisy track. Well, uh, thank you for indulging me and in, uh, to going through 24 songs. Um, if you've made it this far. <laughs> and uh, when we reconvene next time, it's going to be Winter Trance Party. Uh, that's an album uh, I did the following year, which I tried to do uh, the recording equivalent of Opposite Day and uh, subverted my natural tendencies to want to please people and then to put out a really morbid and morose at record and uh, it pretty much succeeds on that it's very a very strange record and uh but a good one and a fun one to talk about so we'll see you on the other side thank you again for uh, myself and steve Asetta and owners playhouse thank you for uh, tuning into uh, serene dominic gets played we'll see you next time stay safe if you enjoyed the show subscribe to owners playhouse and you can get all is forgiven a whole season of that and uh, news about Dark Lullaby, too. So take care. Stay safe. Why don't see you? Have a happy holiday. And uh, love you. Bye-bye.